So I wanted to share with you uh, what I've been struggling with, and it starts with um, this verse in our Sedra, in Pasha's Vayetze, in which Jacob uh, leaves um, the house of his parents from Beersheba, and he comes to Haran. Um, and then it says, Vayifka Bamokom, and he comes to a place. Well, we knew he was going towards Haran. So what is this place? So Rashi says this place is none other um, Haran. And then the, the, the place is none other than the place. It should have said Vayikra B'mokom, a place. But it says B'mokom, the place. That place, the verse doesn't mention Be'ezimakom. Elo B'mokom, meaning B'mokom, oh, that place which was Har Hamoria, where the Arcada took place, where the Beis Hamikdash is. He comes to this amazing place, this, this place that will forever be the Makom, Ha-Makom. And in the whole of Deuteronomy, Bamakom Asher Esker Shmi is referring to the temple. So he comes to Bamakom, Bayolen Shom, and he lies down there, Kibo Hashemesh, because it was nighttime. Vayikach Me'avne Hamokom, he takes the stones, he puts them under his head. Vayishka Bamakom, Vayahalom, and so he dreams a dream. He believe, right? He dreams a dream. Here, yeah, and he dreamed, verse 12, chapter 28 of Genesis, verse 12. Vayachalom, he dreamed. Vahine, and what was the dream? Sulam, a ladder. Mutsavatsa, the, 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 the bottom of the ladder is on the earth. Verosho, Magia Hashemaima. And the top of the ladder reaches heaven. Very famous dream, the ladder dream. That's what we were talking on Friday night about the ladder in Jerusalem being upside down, the steps. Okay. Vehine, now what I want to focus is on the next few words. Vehine, Malachi Elohim, angels of the Lord, Olim Vyordim, going up and down. Any problem with that? Yes, Rashi has a big problem with that. Rashi says, The angels, It should have said the other way around. Angels are in heaven. Why are they going up from here to heaven? They should be coming down first. Big question. So Rashi says, Oh, no, there were angels down here. The angels who escorted him in the Holy Land. And now he's leaving the Holy Land, right? Beersheba, he's leaving it to go outside the Holy Land to find a wife. So they can't go outside Eretz Israel. They are also Eretz Israel. Okay, so they have to take leave. So they got to go back up. And the ones that are escorting him... From now on, coming down. It's a very neat explanation why in the dream the angels are going up now. But clearly there are angels down here. Okay. Now, I want to go back all the way to Genesis 6. 
Because I want to suggest that the angels that are going up uh, from here actually may not be such benign angels. Uh, as you know, I always look for the dark side of life. <laughs> right? Malachi Elohim Olim Viodom So who are these angels? So if we go to Genesis, uh, and I didn't see this anywhere else, so I may be wrong, of course, I'm usually wrong. But if we look at Genesis 6, we learn about angels. Um, it says in Genesis 6, uh, and Genesis 6 is connecting the children of Cain and Abel, uh, and it's the connecting chapter to Noah, which is the flood. And so the uh, Torah is trying to give a justification for the destruction, basically, of the children of Cain, Cain and the survival of Noah and the children of Seth. So it tells us that Noah was 500 years old, and he had at Shem, at Ham, at Yafet. And now we're given this Vayihi ki hechel ha'odom la'rova p'nei ha'odomo. And now man became multiplied. Ubanot yoldu mehem. And they had children. They had girls. Um, and uh, Why? <laughs> Why, why are we told that? Now we get to the next verse. Vayiru b'nei Elohim et b'not Adam. Who is the b'nei Elohim? So b'nei Elohim, Rashi says, b'nei hasarim. Oh, the powerful men. The hashoftim, the judges. Their kids felt that they could walk around and grab any girl they wanted off the street. Um, they are the sarim. Now, ministers. Eh? Well, but they're going on the shlichus of Hashem. So what? What's that about? Um, so Rashi would say there. Rashi will say here that the, 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 um, the sons of princes and judges, that's what we said, Another, uh, they are the princes who go as messengers of God. They too mingled with them. Now, the messengers of God, he's quoting a Pirkei de Rebeleza here, um, they are messengers of God, they're angels. They're angels, B'nai Elohim. It's a troubling uh, line. I, I suppose a B'nai, you know, in Hebrew, right, B'nai something could be not not literally sons. It could be like, you know, uh, you know, it could, could be like right. kind of. Yes, or a family of, or a genus, Ben. So I want to quote you from the Rosh. The Rosh mm -hmm. is a medieval commentator, but he's a Rishon. 
Tovot Heina. So they see the Benot Ha'adam, Ki Tovot Heina, that they were um, beautiful. Ki Tovot Heina, they were beautiful. Tovot Heina, Pirush Yafot. Beautiful. Kamo Sheva Parot HaTovot. In Joseph's dream, the seven fat cows. Uba Midrash, Tovot Ksiv, not in the plural, but in the singular. Ah, Tovat Ktiv. Now, this Midrash I couldn't find. I, I asked people. Uh, there is a Midrash Ruveni, um, uh, which I got. Uba Midrash Tovat Ktiv. A single. So these guys come down from heaven. They see this beautiful girl. She's a virgin. Tzadeket. Hayata. Righteous. Virtuous. Virtuous. Ukeshiyordu b'neho Elohim. Right? Amala. So they said, Tishmi'ilanu. Listen to us. V'amalei lo eshmalachem. Im lo tasu et hadovah hazeh. So she says, I'm not going to listen to you until you do this thing. Now, the question is, what, what were they doing? So the backstory is in Medrash Agadah, which is much later, um, that there is, in fact, two angels who go up to God. Shalu Talmidov et Rav Yosef, Mahu Azael. So, so who is this Azael? Now, the first thing is the Bnei Gedoli Hador Hayu. Don't think for a minute that Bnei Elohim are angels. The Gemara says, don't get that idea. And all the Mepharshim say, don't get that idea. We're demythologizing all that stuff. Lama Nikru Bnei Elohim. So then what do they call the Bnei Elohim? Shehayu Giborim. They were heroes. Gedolim va'anakim, giants, because we're going to see that they produced from those girls nephilim, giants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai said, He would curse anyone who would say, uh, these are some mythical angels. He would curse them. But, Sha'alu Talmidev et Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef's Talmidov asked him, Mahu Azael? Azael. Who is Azael? And the Gemara in, in Yuma talks about the need at the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur to take two goats, one to the Kodesh HaKadoshim and to be slaughtered and, and the, he had a red thread and the other to be taken to a cliff outside Jerusalem and break his neck and in the, to Azazel or Azael. So mm. the Gemara talks about this giving the devil his due. Mm-hmm. So they ask, who is this Azael? Since the generation of the flood um, were worshipping Avodah Zarah, idol worship, mm-hmm. so God was depressed, got upset. So two wonderful Servants of God upstairs in the divine pleroma, get up. Shamchazi Azael. Great, great angels. Shamchazi is one, Azael is the other. Omru Lafana. Now listen, God. 
Hello, Amanuk. Didn't we warn you before you even created the world? What, what are you considering, man? He's got a Yetzirah. He's got to just defile the world. You don't need to create this world. You've got us. We do everything you want. So then he said, well, then, you know, I, I have this experiment going on in the laboratory. What's going to happen to my experiment? If Are you mistaken, we were, we, were, we, were, we were really doubting it. What are you telling me that you can do anything? If I put you down on earth, you'll also have a Yetzirah and go to the red light district and go to the wrong porn sites, right? Don't tell me that you're so holy up here, you know? In fact, you'll be worse than mankind. Now, no, 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 no. Give us permission. Let's prove you wrong. Let's go down, live among humans, and see what happens. You see how we are going to make your name so holy. We're going to sanctify your name because we're going to be so righteous. Okay, try it out. Go down. The Yardu, they went down. Umiyad Kilkulu. They didn't even get to the first train station. They got off and they were already Kilkulu. They perverted their ways in Benos Adam with Benos Adam. The first chick they saw, that was it. Shahayu Yafot, because they were so beautiful. Velo Yachlu Lichbosh Es Yitzram. So. They couldn't control their yetzer. Miad ra sham chazai riva achas ushmo istahar. And so immediately sham chazai saw this beautiful girl. Her name was istahar. Now istahar is Persian for Esther or the moon. The nosan einov ba, and he wanted to ask her out. Omala hishmili. And now listen to me. Omalo, she goes. Don't, don't start coming on to me. Now here we had in Mindrash Ruveni, go back to this one. Now they had six wings, as it says in Isaiah. Each one had three pairs. So she goes, give me one pair. So he gives her a pair. So immediately she uses the wings and goes up to heaven and avoids the sin. And she holds on, grabs on to the throne of God. Here it says, I won't listen to you until you teach me the name of God. In which it's the code for the elevator, right, that you take upstairs when you want to make mention of it. Linda, so he taught her the shame of Mufarosh, the Hiskira Oto, the Alta Larakia, the Lokil So she goes up. Before she can defile herself, same story, she goes up. Now, listen to what happens. HaKadosh Baruch Hu paras aleha ananu 
So God covered her with his cloud, the Kibla, and received her. Here it says, Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hoel atzma min since you refrained from the sin, Luchu, go, the Kivua bain shivat kochavim halalu, the kochve leket, and go and establish yourself among the seven planets. Here it says, the Kibla, she was accepted, the Kavava Mazolos, she was put in the constellation, Hainu Mazal Petula, constellation of Virgin. Virgo. Virgo, yes. exactly. Now, there's a difference between Kochve Shevet and Kochve Lechet. Kochve Lechet are planets that move in orbits, so that would be the among the seven planetary orbits. Here, it's among the constellations that don't move, and they are the constellation of Betula, which is the constellation of the Pleiades. The seven sisters wow. are the Pleiades. Oh, the Malachim was stuck. They couldn't go up. She'd used the code. The elevator had gone. Until they found the ladder by which Jacob had gone up. That's why it says, mm. Those are the Malachim. Okay. All right. Okay, so what we've said so far is that there is a Midrash. The Gemara does not allow it. All the Mepharshim on the Torah don't allow this idea. But in Pirkei de Revelezer, we heard that there is the idea of a fallen angel. Very Christian idea. Mm-hmm. Fallen angels. So I looked up, you know, legends, um, and um, who are these two guys, Azael and Shamchazai? So it turns out that Azazel teaches men how to make slaughtering knives, arms, shields, and coats of mail. Wow. Sounds very mythic to me, right? Who's the who's the um, who's the god of the fireplace? Hephaestus. He's, he does all the, uh, all the knives and arms and shields. He showed them metals, how to work them, armlets and sorts of trinkets. And also, for women, makeup. <laughs> Rouge for the eyes, beautify the eyelids, ornament themselves with the rarest precious jewels and all sorts of paints. The chief of the fallen angels, Shamchazai, instructed them in exorcism and how to cut roots. What about uh, Azael? What did he teach them? So Enoch repaired to Azazel and other fallen angels to tell them what's going to happen to them, and they were filled with fear. And so they asked Enoch to set up a petition and read it to the Lord of Heaven because they couldn't speak to God because of the shame of their sins. And he was vouchsafed the answer, which was to carry back, and... He was taken up to God, and he was told, Go say to the watchers of heaven, Verily it is you who ought to plead in behalf of men, not men on behalf of you. Why did you forsake the high, holy, eternal heavens to pollute yourselves with the daughters of men, taking wives unto yourselves, and begetting giants? Giants begotten by flesh and spirits will be called evil spirits on earth, and on the earth will be their dwelling place. Evil spirits proceed from their bodies. 
evil spirits will be named. Because they are half godlike, this is the problem. You can't produce a human being, but you can produce a spirit. So we have this midrashic legends about these fallen angels. And the question you know, is, where, where does one go with all of this? And so Rachel Edelman has done a lot of work on this, quoting first from Milton's Paradise Lost, in which he quotes, when from the tents behold a bevy of fair women, richly gay in gems and wanton dress, to the harp they sing soft amorous ditties. In England, a ditty is like a little songs to arouse passion. And in dance came on. The men, though grave, eyed them and let their eyes rove without rain, till in the amorous net fast caught they liked and each his liking chose. So that's from Milton's epic Paradise Lost. And this, 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 odd, this obvious um, notion of fallen angels we see in the text, but then it gets suppressed by the Mephorshim and the rabbis of the Talmud because we have demythologized it. And Umberto Casuto tells us it's a remnant from a pre-biblical myth about fallen angels. But then it comes surfacing up again um, in, uh, in, in the Midrash. Now, in the second temple period, we come back to this biblical myth um, from the book of Enoch and the book of Jubilees. So in the book of Enoch, we have the book of Watchers, which is that the function of these fallen angels is to understand the origin of forbidden knowledge through the teachings of Azazel. So Azazel is coming down from on high and teaching human beings who are very innocent this forbidden knowledge. So that's in the book of uh, Enoch. Um, and that would explain the reason for the flood, because the public punishment doesn't fit the crime. Mm -hmm. And so what could be the crime that would be fitting such a punishment? The consequence of sexual breach of boundaries between angelic and humans, the result of a new race of being, the Nephilim, the giants mm -hmm. born of angels or women, and or the derivation of illicit knowledge from the angels. So the rabbis, on the one hand, are fighting against any kind of mythic thing. On the other hand, they're needing and struggling with this deep urge to explain the destruction of the world. And I'm very interested in that, again, because of my... Mm. post-Holocaust theology. That is, what on earth could have allowed the divine uh, to cause such a massive destruction uh, if it wasn't something very mythical and irrational? Um, and so in Pirkei Derevelezer, which is a very early Midrash, we have a return of this repressed tradition. And the there are four stages in chapter 22 of Pirkei de Revelation. I don't want to learn it inside with you. But the four stages are the humans parade about naked. There is a fallen angel allured by the women, the descendants of Cain, who cohabit with them. That's why the descendants of Seth will survive. The behavior of the giants, the Anakim or the Nephilim, born of those uni unions, perpetrate robbery, violence, and murder. 
And then in the defiance of God, meaning there's a defiant attitude, um, the descendants of Cain claiming not to need a drop of rain, refusing to walk in the ways of God, while the giants assume they're immune to the rising flood because they're so tall. Okay. Rabbi Lazar, which uh, is it? He's a Rishoni or is he? Uh, or is he? Rish Lakish? Uh, no, it's, um, th- he's um, Paper de Rabbi Lazar. Yeah. Oh, I would say 5th, 6th century. Oh, that's yeah. really early. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very early. Um, she then goes into this whole notion that the daughters of Cain, who mixed with the angel, produced the giants, and that goes back to the original dalliance of Eve with the fallen angel Samael, who produces Cain, and that produces the daughters of Cain, who seduce the angels. So there's this whole lineage of the daughters of Cain, Hevel is killed, and then Adam's children through Seth, who will survive through Noah. Mm. So that's the genetic solution to the corruption of humanity, which I thought was was a very interesting idea. Um, so through the pseudepigrapher, that's Enoch and Jubilees, which is not included in our canon, mm-hmm. not included in the canon, it's the pseudepigrapher, um, one gets the idea that... Um, uh, that these fallen angels somehow rear their ugly head and that this idea of um, man being corrupted because of genetic pollution, the daughters of Cain with the fallen angels, is the result of the flood. It is that that causes the flood. Now, I was thinking about Nietzsche's birth of tragedy, that before the First World War, and he influenced Jung and Freud profoundly, that before the First World War, what Nietzsche was saying was that the tragedy of the the Greek and the ancient antique period was there were two schools of thought. There was the Apollonic and the Dionysian. And the Apollonic, which was the rational way of looking at the universe through science and technology and rational being, was deep deprecating the arts and poetry and dance and libations and drink and that kind of what they considered idolatry of Dionysius. Hmm. Even though in the Oracle at Delphi, it said, know thyself, meaning you have to know the full self, not just the intellectual self. And so Nietzsche suggests that because the modern enlightenment had followed purely the Apollonic um, scientific rational mode in which there is an optimism to the world, without denying that darker side, the forces of art and music and libation and drunkenness and this dark side of human nature, that somehow the Apollonic will unleash what was repressed, the Dionysian which was repressed, in a profound way that will unleash a tragic sense of violence into the world, which in fact happened in the 20th century. So. I'm, I'm brought back to the birth of tragedy um, and looking at the prophets who foresaw uh, 
the psychology of the 20th century and the psychologists are and for us the purveyors of the soul uh, Jung and Freud in which they are talking in themselves at the time of the Nazi period about Jung talks about the unleashing of Wotan which is this Germanic ancient powerful god that is let loose okay and Freud talks about the monotheism and the suppression of the id and the suppression of the murder of the father so all this kind of suppression in the psyche then comes out in this violence and bloodletting of the 20th century. Hmm. So then in order to develop a post-Holocaust theology, uh, one then has to really go back and understand to what extent we too have suppressed that Dionysian aspect of our tradition in favor of the halachic, the controllable, the mm. rational, that which we can tweet the divine, and not realizing that underneath that um, we have suppressed that poetic, uh, musical, uh, a gay abandoned spirit that would come, uh, that is part of the architecture of the soul of the human being. And that's where I'm at. <laughs> Long way to go, but that's where I'm at. Mm.